Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Psalm 127, the first verse, page 333. 127 says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Right. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Can you say amen to the reading of God's word? Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Oh, you guys look so great. Don't they look good, Rhonda? I was like, wow. All the good looking people here today. Hey, Jeff, we want them to know too, if if you don't have a Bible uh, at your house, we want you to take that Bible that you just read out of. We want everyone to have a Bible in their home. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it's yours. Take it with you. Well, today we're very excited because uh, we are here. We're in this series called Happy Habits for Marriage. Right. And what we want you to know is this, is that regardless if you're single or married, these principles work for everybody. Amen? That's right. And you know, Jeff, we just want to say each week that, you know, we are speaking from this day forward. We're not worried about the past that we don't want to put any guilt. I know sometimes when we go through these series, you can feel all the guilt of the past, but that's not it. You're not, we're not holding you accountable for that it's from this day forward. And like you said, we can use these principles that we're learning for marriage in any relationship. That, that's right? exactly right. Because we began talking last week about a marriage box, yes. everybody. We talked about how when we get married, we all think that we're going to receive this box and it's going to be filled of all the beautiful things, all unending love and happiness and all that. And we discovered that actually when you get married, the box is empty. Yes. And we have to put what we want in the box. Right, because love... Love is not in marriage, love is in people. Right. Romance is not in marriage, it's in people. So whatever you want in your, in your marriage, you have to put it in. And, and when you're taking more things out than you're putting in, your box is going to get empty. Right. And then you're going to say, well, I just don't feel the same way I used to feel about them. Mm-hmm. Amen, everybody? Yeah. Uh, we're just, we just grown apart. Oh, I've heard it all. <laughs> But it's because we stop putting things in our box. So we talked about some habits last week. The first habit we talked about was be responsible. And we learned a couple words last week, a statement. Do you remember that? I I am responsible. Let's say it again, everybody. I I am am responsible. That means I can choose my response. So I don't have to just fly off the handle. I can choose. I'm in charge of my emotions. I'm in the driver's seat. Right. And so this week, we want to introduce another principle to you today, and that is start with the end in mind. Right. Okay, would you write that down? Start with the end in mind, everybody. Start with the end in mind. Now, what this is all about is determining your values. Is that what, are you, what values, what principles are going to guide your life? And that's what this is, is getting a clear picture of that. So whether you're single or married, you need to determine your values. Because if you don't determine your values, somebody else will be glad to do that. Right. So we want to determine our values. Well, Jeff, when you know we started thinking about this habit, uh, start with the end in mind. It made me think about puzzles. Oh, boy. Do I have any puzzle friends out there? Look at them, Jeff. They do exist. They do. Jeff can't stand puzzles. He's like, it is a waste of time. But why, me, why would you? Why would you spend so much time well, putting see, something together and then throw it and tear it apart? Puzzle people tell them. 
it's not about that. It's about the fun. It's about the challenge of putting it together, right? I love when we go. So when we do family, we do a family vacation uh, with our extended family about once a year or every other year. And we usually rent a cabin up in, uh, in the Smoky Mountains. It's our favorite place, you know. And we'll get a puzzle. And we've determined... The amount of days determines the size of the puzzle that we do. If it's a three-day, we get a 500-piece. But if it's a five-day, we go for a 1,000-piece. Man, in every extra minute, we're over there putting it down. And you know, what do you do? You pull it out of the box, and you pour it out, and you look for those edge pieces, don't you? And then you start gathering all the different colors together, and everybody's passing that lid around. And we want to say, oh, okay, that goes over here, and that piece looks like this, so we're going to go over there. And uh, so we, we take this, and I'm a, I'm a lid hogger. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I get that lid, and I'm like studying it, studying and I get my piece, and I look, and I'm, I'm just putting it there. And, but we have to share this picture. But could you imagine somebody just handing you a thousand-piece puzzle in a Ziploc bag with no picture? Oh, that would be a challenge, wouldn't it? One that I might not take, right? And that's what we're saying today. We have to start with the end in mind because we get a puzzle, we get the picture. We know, what we're, we know what we're hoping to get, right? And we're working towards that. So it's the same way in our, in our marriage relationship. We got to start with the end in mind. Yeah, you've got to have a picture. What do you want your marriage to look like? Right. What do, you, what do you want it to look like? If you don't know what it look, you want it to look like, you can never get there. It's like, you know, getting in the middle of an ocean in a sailboat and taking the rudder out. You'll just drift to wherever the wind blows. And so we want to get some guidance in our lives. And so we have a statement that we want you to remember today. We said, so what we want you to remember is that we said the first one was, is that I am response able. But today we have another one for you. Here it is, everybody. This is what we want you to remember. Which to start with the end in mind, you have to do this. I put first things first. Let's say it, everybody. I put first things first. I prioritize, I prioritize uh, my values. I live by my values. I, I live by my priorities. And that is so and so important. So we want to give you a couple of things today to help you do that. Number one is this. If we're going to start with the end in mind, we have to decide your values. Decide your values. Now, if you don't decide your values, the world will be glad to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Amen? Right. You'll become a sitcom. So we want you to, uh, to, to decide your values. And Jeff, you know, our values determine our, you know, values give you power, right? Amen. You know, when you make, make your choices on your values, you have power. And some of the things it gives you is security. Because when I know who I am, I have self-worth. Our values help us with guidance, helps us with decision-making. Our values help us with wisdom, making judgments and having discernment about the right things. And the last thing is our values give us power. When we go ahead and decide what our values are going to be, and you know, Jeff and I, we've decided our values to be on God's word. And you know, a lot, when you get your values in line, then a lot of your decisions are already made. And when your decisions are already made, you have more power. You are empowered, right? Amen. What we want you to know is this is that so many people are looking for peace today. But peace only comes when you live in harmony with true values. Did you hear that? You will never have peace until you're living in harmony with true values. There is no other way. No other way. And and there is only one truth, and that is God's Word. Jesus said it this way in John uh, 8, 31 and 32. 
Notice what it says here. Jesus said to the people who, what everybody? Believed. Believed in him. See, the belief in him is beginning to set your values. It's believing in Jesus. He said to the people who believed in him, look what he said. He said, you're my true disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And here it is, everybody. Here's where the peace comes. And you will know the what, everybody? And the truth will what? Set you free. You will never, ever have freedom and you will never have peace until you're, you're living in harmony with the values that are true. You can try, listen, you can try everybody else's way and it will always end up the same way. You will be hurt, your life will be wrecked, and you'll have regret. But if you will learn to link your life with the words of Jesus Christ and live in harmony with his values and his teaching, then you will have peace like a river. You know, you, have, you cannot have have peace without the Prince of Peace, everybody. Amen? Amen. So, so listen, starting off with that picture in mind is it all begins with Jesus. God created marriage, everybody. And so you can never have the harmony that you're looking for. If you're single today, that's why the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. Find a believer. Amen? Amen. There, all this stuff called uh, evangelism dating doesn't work. <laughs> Man, well, I'm going to get them saved. No, you know, they're going to take you down. Amen. Amen. And so right now, right now, peace starts with Jesus. And I just want to look at every one of you right now. If I could in the eye and just say, listen, if there is no Jesus, there is no peace. Right. Know Jesus and you will know peace. But if there is no Jesus, you will have no peace. Mm-hmm. So right now, those of you that are watching online in this room, I want everybody to bow their head because I want everybody to have peace. This is your opportunity. I'm going to say a prayer. And listen, it means nothing unless you say it in your mind and heart and you mean it. And if you can, he'll come in and he'll begin to change you. So let's say it now in your minds and in your hearts. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sins. I repent of doing things my own way and not thinking of you first. Save me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? Yes. Now listen, for those of you that prayed the prayer, we want you to check the box on the back of the card. It says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why? Because one, we're going to pray over you because you're starting a spiritual journey and it will be a battle. And also, I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your journey. So please, please fill that card out. Right. Okay, so, Rhonda, let, there's, what are we saying? What's our we statement today, everybody? It. What is it? I, I put first things first. first. Come on, let's say it, everybody. I, I put, put first things first. first. I'm prioritizing my life. I'm going to put first things first. So, Jeff, if we're going to start with the end in mind, the second thing we have to do is we have to make a blueprint for your marriage. A blueprint for your marriage. Now, Jeff and I, we are building a house right now. We're so close to the end, and we're getting so excited. Oh, yes. It's been a journey, but it's, it's coming. And uh, we would say the tension has grown. Oh, yes. <laughs> Closer the end gets, the more tension comes. But, you know, before we could do anything on this house, uh, the builder said, you got to pick out, you got to have a plan. You got to have a blueprint. Oh, my goodness. So I started searching. Do you realize how many house plans are out there, people? 
I started looking at all these pictures of all these houses and I, I would see the outside and I liked the outside but didn't like the inside. Then I liked the inside and didn't like the outside. So we went through so many of those and then I came and I would show Jeff and we agreed on one. We went to the builder and he said, mm, that house won't work on the lot. I was like, no, I gotta do this again. So we, he's like, no, it can't be this big but this big. I was like, okay. So we went back, started looking through those pictures again and finally we found one and we settled on that. But you know, Nothing, they could do absolutely nothing on the land until we had that blueprint, until they had that in their hands. So we got that and I tell you what, we had to keep that blueprint at the work site because every person that came to work on our house would have to pull it out to see what they needed to do. And isn't that true in our marriage? If we don't have a blueprint, if we don't have a clear picture like we've been saying, we can't start. We gotta see our marriage mentally before we can see it physically. So let's get our blueprint. And yeah, and the thing that Rhonda just said is that we had to be in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to agree on this house and, and also for the picture for our marriage is that we have to agree on it. What I find out in, in performing so many marriages is that when I meet with couples to talk about their marriage, you know what I find out? They spend a lot more time planning their wedding than they do their life. Right. Everybody, they got a vision for their wedding. Oh, I want it to look like this. Oh, I want the groom to look like this. I want the bridesmaid to look like this. I want this setting. You know, I'm going to go do it in a barn. (laughs) (laughs) You would be surprised where I have from. Hey, I've had to get the horses out of the way before. It's like, come on, we're doing a wedding here. But it's, it's crazy, you know, but they spend so much time dreaming about that. But the picture for their marriage, they never even think about because they think it's all in the box. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the box. Right. We have to put it into the box. And so the question is this, is that do you have a plan for your marriage? Do you have a plan for your relationship? All you single people here, you should start now thinking about what you would want your marriage to look like. And I want to tell you this is that if you don't decide what you want your marriage to look like, then who's going to decide? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you going to let a television program decide what your marriage should look like? Are you going to let a, pod, a podcast decide what your marriage should look like? Are you going to let a YouTube video decide what your marriage should look like? What are you going to decide? Who, who are you going to allow to decide what your marriage should look like? Because see, you know, it used to be to where the culture around us was family friendly. You know, we would see it represented like TV shows. We'd see like the first, like Beaver, Leave It to Beaver was like family friendly. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yes, it was. They just, I don't think they slept in the same bed though. I don't, I don't, did they, I don't think they did. But anyways. They show the new one. Yeah, I didn't like that one. But anyways. <laughs> and then, you know, like, then culture would move to like, this like family matters, you know, they, these television show, go Urkel. Anybody remember Urkel? Yes. Right. So you're going to go start YouTubing this now and, and Googling this. And then, but somehow we moved from there to like family guy. Yeah, and that, so, so culture is it's like, it's like uh, anti-family, anti-marriage. And then we, then we moved from desperate housewives to now, what do we call it, real housewives. <laughs> 
what I'm just saying is, can you just see how we've just lost our moral compass? And and Hollywood has said, this is the way we should go. And the more that we have went the way that Hollywood said we'd go, the more, listen, the more crimes went up, the more uh, decay of the family, the the more decay of the culture, amen? And we have to build the family back. And I know the world is anti-marriage, but God is pro-marriage. He created marriage, and it's only on marriage that that we build a country, amen? and a nation. It's through the power of family that you have a strong society. When you break that down, it destroys everything. So the question is, who? Who's going to set the direction for your family? If you don't have a picture in mind, then you'll be adopting everybody else's picture. You see, there was a guy in the Bible whose name was Joshua. He had watched... He had watched as, as, as the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt. And God called Moses to come, and Moses helped deliver them from out of Egypt. And that's a wonderful story you should read in the Bible. But the sad thing is, is that God took God only like a day to get them out of Egypt, but then it took him like 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And so they stayed in the desert, and, and Moses died, and, and they were still in the desert trying to get to the promised land that God had given them. And so God raised up Joshua. And Joshua, God called Joshua and said, I want you to lead these people into the promised land. They've been in the wilderness long enough. And he said, okay, God. And look what he said. Look what he said to the people around him. And Joshua says this. He says, but if you, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the God of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But here it is, everybody. But as for me and my household, come on, let's read the rest of it together. We will serve the Lord. We'll serve the Lord. And you have to have that picture in mind that, listen, because your, your children will challenge you, everybody. They'll challenge your beliefs. But you have to say, no, we are serving the Lord. That's who we're going to serve. Amen, everybody? Right. You, your neighbors will challenge you. Your new BFF will challenge you. And they'll say, well, you know, married people don't have to do all of that. And married people can do this and they can do that. You know, they can go to the bar without their spouse. They can go, they can go to this without their spouse. And before you know it... Mm-hmm. You will take their view and you will be destroyed. You have to say, no, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We've got a picture with God. We're going to serve God. Amen? Amen. And as you do, it changes everything. And talking about serving God, Rhonda, there's a great opportunity. That's why we do serve Saturdays. Right. Because if you, want, if you want real love to grow, it's amazing when you're doing good for other people, how God grows your love. Right. Why don't you serve together? Serve Saturday's coming up. Why don't you go in right now, take out that connection card, check the box for serve Saturday, and let God begin to do something great in your marriage. Well, Jeff, you know what we want to, I want to just give us a practical step to take today. So we start, we did this after we were studying the, the habits, and we, they suggested that we needed to create a marriage statement. So we sat down, and we thought through this, and they first of all, what you need to do is you have to look at the values that we just set. You go through those values and you come up with a one to two line of what you want your marriage to stand for. And they encourage you to frame it, print it out and frame it. So Jeff, we did that. This past week, we sat down and all those values, we talked about what our values were. And you know, last last week we shared with you that, you know, we 
without God, we would not be up here. We would not be married. So most of our values, like we have said, are being built on God's word. So we came up with a statement after going through that. And it took a little while. Yep. We went through it. But we came up with a statement. And we got together with God till death do us part. And we framed this. So this was ours. And, and what we want to do is that every one of you, we want you to sit down with each other. And I know it may be difficult, but just start rattling off. We just got, just start saying, you know, this is what I believe. This is the value I want to build my house on. And just start going through those together and just try to get that picture together. And once you get that, just think of that one line that you could have that's just yours, that you could put in a frame and you could look at it every day. Again, we're saying you got to start with the end in mind. It, it's just another visual to say this is the way we're going. So when we get ready maybe to step out of that bounds or out of that value that we, we put this statement on, it just reminds us again, no, this is the way we want our marriage to go. So it, we even made it, we think it's so important that we made it a next step. And we put in there that we will take 15 minutes to write down our values and create a marriage statement. And we put 15 minutes so it wouldn't scare you. Okay, <laughs> but 15 minutes will get you thinking. If you'll just commit to the first 15 minutes, I think that you can do it. So again, we just want to create that picture for our marriage. Yeah, because listen, you know, I, we had a picture, but we didn't have it on paper. But now it's clear that we put it on paper. We said together with God till death do us part. Right. That's what we want to, you know, Rhonda, I just have this image of, of us. I've always had it that of growing old together. Right. And that me being about 90 years old oh, no. and coming over and taking a hit off your oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and That's I, romantic, right? Yeah. yeah. I just had this picture. I don't know if I wanted that picture, but anyway. <laughs> I just had this picture of me and my uh -huh. walker chasing you. Oh, good. <laughs> Together with God till death do us part. Right. That's what we want. That's what we want. We never want to embarrass you. We never want, we never want our kids to have to look at one of us and say, you cheated on my mom, you cheated on my dad. We never want this church to have to go through that embarrassment. We want to be together with God because God's the only one that keeps us right. together. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's say our statement together. You ready? Come on. I put first things first. Come on, let's say it again. I put first things first. Number three is this, is plan time to be with your spouse. Plan time to be with your spouse. Now, what I want you to know is this, is that successful marriages or successful couples do things that unsuccessful people refuse to do. Did you hear that? Successful people do and successful couples do things that unsuccessful couples refuse to do. Right. Now, Rhonda, this is very personal to us because back several years ago, I had two pastor friends that were a little younger than me that I was very close to, within six month period of time had an affair, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. two of them. When that happened, I can't tell you how that shocked me. I mean, like, I don't mean that it was shocking, like, I can't believe they did that. It just shocked me. And like, I thought, dear God, if that could happen to them, then maybe it could happen to us. And so you and I, Rhonda, went, we made an appointment with a counselor. Mm -hmm. And we said, listen, we want to come to you and look at our marriage and see, do you see any holes in our marriage? 
And so after going several weeks to the counselor, he finally said, listen, it's very obvious that you two love each other, but the only thing that I see that could cause you a problem and could make, maybe put that crack where something could happen is that you don't date, that you don't spend time together with each other. And he said, I, he said so the solution is, is that you begin dating. And Rhonda, after that, we, you and I, we agreed that we would go out on a date. Right. Back then, it was Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday, and we were broke. <laughs> we were broke. It was back around the 2008 time. Yeah. We was going through financial peace. Right. And we had $20 a week to date on. That was it. Mm-hmm. But, buddy, we did a date, didn't we? We did it. You remember every, every Thursday right. night of going to Truett's? Went to Truett's, picked Jump. up that Je- Jesus chicken. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Picked up that Jesus chicken and we drove over to Fayetteville to the Dollar Theater. Yes. To the Dollar Theater. We got Coke and popcorn and a drink for $12, everybody. For $20, we did a date night. I don't know. That's right. It was awesome. Now we've changed it to Fridays. It's Friday mornings that we usually are together. But we want to say, put your marriage first. Now, just saying that about date night, we want to help you jumpstart your date night. So we have on your outline or on your connection card, there's a sign up there on the back of it that you can see. Uh, We have a date night here that we're gonna have for the church, at the church uh, on the 10th of uh, March. And it's gonna be for couples and we'll have childcare and it's gonna be fun, but we want you to have some time out together. So go ahead and let's just jumpstart your date night. Look what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 7 and 5. Paul says, do not deprive each other of sexual relations. Amen. <laughs> Unless you both agree. Some of you are never going to get past that part right there. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. Somebody's like, man, I've never wrote a, read the Bible, but I'm going to read it now. <laughs> Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy. Here it is for a limited time. So you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of what, everybody? Self-control. Now, I know as a young person, when you read this Bible, this verse, you're like, woohoo, I'm going to talk to my wife now. We can't deprive each other. <laughs> but that's not, that's not the whole story. The message is, is that in order to have sexual intimacy, you got to be together. You see what I'm talking about? Paul's trying to say you've got to stay. It's about spending time together, just the two of you. That's what he's trying to say more than the act. It's about being together and prioritizing that time together. So I have a question for you. What's one thing, what's one thing that you could do that you're not doing now, if you did regularly, would make a big difference in your marriage? What is it? Right. And for us, it was dating. Right, right. It was dating. So Jeff, what we did is uh, we have to do this, have this mindset to thank spouse first. Let's go to Matthew 19 and five. It says, Jesus said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And just like we're saying, in order to become one flesh, you gotta spend some time together. So we, and you know, when you make time for each other, it makes the other person feel valued. And when a person feels valued, it builds trust. 
and trust is the foundation for our marriage. So that means first over your children. We talked a little bit about that last week, about limiting their, uh, their activities so you can have time together. But also, you know, we have to uh, limit, we have to arrange our schedule around each other. You know, uh, hobbies. We got to watch how many hobbies we have. Now, yeah, look at <laughs> Now, see, Jeff used to, he loves all these things. He loves fishing. He loves hunting. He loves to uh, play softball, golf. He used to have a motorcycle that he used to ride on that. And he had all these extra activities that were going on. And you know what? We had to say, and you know, I only have one hobby. You know what my hobby is? Shopping. <laughs> it's a great hobby. Yeah. Man. And see, that's a hobby he could do with me, right? So you're together. I, I, yeah, that's a good one, right? But you know what? If you're going to think spouse first, we both had to make sure that our hobbies were not out of control as well. So I ask you, what do you need to give up so you can spend more time together? Because that's more important. Hey, Jeff even sold the motorcycle because the motorcycle he had wasn't quite built for two people. And he said, well, I'm going to get rid of this because it took time away from us being together. Yeah. So, um, so yes, definitely they're applauding for you. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> but another thing that we, uh, we started doing is having a weekly calendar meeting. So on Sunday nights, we usually sit down with our calendars and we look through, this is what I have planned this week. This is what you have planned this week. And you know, we allow each other to speak into our calendars and sometimes we have to rearrange that. Yep. So we, we can have that time together. So I'm just telling you, you have to spend that time together because if the two are going to become one, we must have time spent together. So everybody, remember what we're saying? I put first things, things first. first. Let's say it. I, I put, put first things, things first. first. And if Rhonda is not first over everybody else outside of God, then it's not going to work. Amen. It's not going to work. Your children cannot be first. I know that sounds so countercultural today. But I'm telling you, your kids would rather see their parents grow old together than they had you to take them to 15 different activities every week that you're never together. Mm -hmm. You realize that if, if one's going one way and another one's going another way, that you're never going to stay together. Rhonda, my grandmother, she gave us some advice before we got married, oh, didn't she? Yeah, we, mm -hmm. She said this, if you go together and you come together, you'll stay together. Amen. That's some great advice. Mm-hmm. Because we've had those challenges ourselves. Look at the last uh, verse, Matthew 19 and 16. Matthew 19 and 6. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Right. In other words, when we focus on God, those values, if, if God's in the center of that, God pulls us together. Look at us, everybody. Look at us. We would not be here today without God. Right. I'm not, I know that's a preacher thing to say, but I'm telling you, we would not. And we're people, listen, we're people that read the Bible often and, and prayed often too. But I'm telling you, through the challenges we went through, just like you go through, if it was not for God in the center of our lives, we would not be here. Right. But God has been the glue in our relationship. He's kept us together no matter what. Through all the seasons, he's kept us together. And so what I want you to know is that focusing on God is what keeps you together. God joins you together. Without God, it won't work. Mm -hmm. It won't work. 
If God's not a priority, it will not work. I'm telling you, you can try everything. I know what your friends are saying. I know what culture is saying. And listen, it's not working, everybody. That's why everybody's so stressed out. And that's why they're so depressed. And that's why they're longing for more. Because we have not lost our sight of putting God first, our prioritizing, starting with the end in mind. And the greatest end in mind is that one day I'm going to die. One day you're going to die. And the only thing that matters on that day is that what Jesus Christ was first in my life and I'm in heaven with God. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. I wish I could just put that inside of you. What are we saying, everybody? Let's say it again. I, I put, put first, first things first. So Jeff, let's grab that. We have something else now that we can put in our box. It's I put first things first. And we put it in our marriage box so we can build all the things that we want. Amen. Would you stand with us, everybody? I feel like, I, I, I feel like, like a parent at this point when I'm trying to talk to my children and they're, and, and they're not going the right direction. And I, and I know that if they go this direction, they're going to fall off the cliff. I feel like that right now as I'm talking to you. Because there's some of you that, listen, you know you're going the wrong way and you've got your priorities all messed up. And unless you get the Holy Spirit and unless you ask God and the Holy Spirit helps you, you're gonna wreck it. You're gonna wreck. And so today, this is what I felt like the prayer should be today and our altar time should be. There's many of us in this room that's got some priorities messed up. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.